the, the first couple customers you had come in, was there a particular article that did really well for you in terms of attracting those first customers? Probably the first one which uh, that I published on Forbes, which is why we need gender equity now. So really that beginning to look at gender equity as a uh, an economic opportunity rather than a social issue. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Katika Roy. She's a gender economist and CEO of Pipeline, an award-winning SaaS company that leverages artificial intelligence to improve financial performance through gender equity. Pipeline launched the first gender equity app on Salesforce's app exchange. She's a thought leader in the first half of 2019, and our articles have generated over 600 million impressions. Okay, Katika, you ready to take us to the top? I am. All right. So this is an interesting space. Um, I guess the hardest thing you must uh, you must have to deal with is actually attribution around equality. What is the potential upside if you fight really hard to make sure you get equality? Is that right? That's right. So how do you quantify yeah, because, that? Yeah. So uh, we quantify it because we actually did research across 4,000 companies in 29 countries. And what we found was that for every 10% increase in uh, gender equity in companies, there's a 1% to 2% increase in revenue. Interesting. Okay. So yeah. when did you get into this? What year did you start writing code? Uh, well, I, I started writing code in 2002, but I launched pipeline in 2017. Okay. So we're, I mean, but were you basically coding the MVP of this all the way back from, from 2002? No, no. I started pipeline in 2017. Okay. Got but it. I'm a former programmer, UI UX designer. So when you asked me that, oh, I, was oh, like, oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, well, wait a second. I started coding a long time ago. <laughs> okay. So wait, but oh, sorry. So just to be clear, when was the first line of yeah, code yeah. written for pipeline? Uh, 2017. 2017. Okay. And then how long were you coding before your first dollar of revenue? Uh, that's a good question. Um, uh, probably, well, we, we launched with our first customer and then, um, so 2018 was when we had our first paying customer. Okay. And I always like to ask this question, how much cash did you guys sink into the MVP before your first dollar of revenue? About $300,000. Okay. Like that. And, and so where'd most of that money go? Was it really just engineering expenses? Yeah, back end. Backend structure, a little bit on front end, but we API into the uh, back end of uh, their HR tech stack, right? So their core HR platform, their applicant tracking system. So the backend engineering of the platform is a lot more complex, that plus the AI than the front end. Okay. And which, which I'm curious, what integration right now is most used with which company? Gusto? Work, Workday. 
Oh, it's a work day. Interesting. Okay. Um, well, oh, we work with mostly with enterprise companies. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. okay. So tell me more about that. Right. So give me a general sense of your pricing. Is it pure SaaS? Yeah. So we charge $60. Well, yeah, mostly we charge $60 per uh, employee, uh, per year build annually. Yep. So however many employees you sign. Now that includes, uh, so from a financial statement perspective, that also includes implementation and customer success. So the majority of it from a financial perspective is SaaS, but not 100%. Fair enough. But we don't charge separate fees for that. I'm sure you have serious power loss through your customer base, some really big ones, some really small ones. But because of time, I'm going to force you into a sweet spot. What would you say the average enterprise brand pays you per year to use your technology? Uh, $350,000. Okay, three fifty. So this is very much an enterprise sales motion. Do you have a field sales team? Yeah. Okay. Well, and, and so I guess what I, want, I said, do you have a, do you utilize a field sales team to land these accounts? Not right now. Um, we actually have a pretty, uh, there's just a couple people who are working on sales. Okay. Right now. So how many, if you don't mind me asking, I mean, so what's total team size today altogether? We have t- about 20 people, 20 both, uh, employees and contingent. Yep. Okay. How many engineers besides you? I, I, there, that's a good question. I don't know that. These are your people. You should know. know. These are my people. I know, but well, it moves a lot, but we have about, I'd say about half the team. Okay. And then, and then how many are actually kind of quota carrying sales reps? Would you say? Two. Oh, two. Where did you find them from? I mean, these are your first two sales hires. They're critical. Yeah. You know, um, most of the sales, so we did a lot of that through retained, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, through someone who, who actually has a lead into enterprise sales reps. And I, and a lot of the sales, um, right now are generated for myself and then our head of operations because of all the writing that you do. Well, that, yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that. Right. So your first couple, let's say your first five customers, right. Where did you, how'd they find you? How'd you get them onboarded? Um, mostly from my speaking or from my writing. Okay. Well, you're making it sound too easy back into that, right? How did you, how did you get <laughs> yeah, on stages? Like, yeah. Um, so I, uh, you know, the, the upside is I was a little bit older when I started pipeline. So I already had, I was already somewhat known in, um, in the talent management, human capital world, but I started writing first for Forbes, um, and the Huffington post. Those were my first. And I did a lot of uh, free speaking. So, um, a lot of folks would ask me to speak and I would volunteer to speak. Um, and then that progressed from there. So now obviously I write for fast company and Salesforce and Bloomberg and, um, others as well. Okay. So when, I guess the, the first couple customers you had come in, was there a particular article that did really well for you in terms of attracting those first customers? Um, Probably the first one which uh, that I published on Forbes, which is why we need gender equity now. So really that beginning to look at gender equity as a uh, an economic opportunity rather than a social issue. Yeah. So this was published back on September 14th of, of 2017. Why yes, we need gender equity now. Uh, this got about yeah. 45,000 views according to Forbes. Yeah. And you're saying when people saw this, this is when they said, who is this? You know, who is this person? I need to go meet her. Yeah. Yep. But you didn't have the tech at that time, did you? We just launched, uh, the, we'd launched portion of it. We launched the full in 2018. Full in 2018. Okay. And, uh, okay, good. So that's how I kind of got your first customers there. And then, um, I mean, help me understand scale today. How many customers are you serving? Right now we serve three. Okay. So we have three big customers. Yeah. 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 So enterprise sales motion, three customers, 30, you know, $360,000 a year. I mean, that puts you out. Are you guys over a million dollar run rate at this point? 
Um, we're almost there. You'll yeah. pass it this year, you think? Yeah. Yeah. Good. And what, what is that up from a year ago? It sounds like you were pre-revenue a year ago, right? Um, yeah, we had our first revenue last year. So we um, grew uh, 6X, almost yeah. 6X year over year. It's a little unfair because obviously it's easy to multiply <laughs> small numbers, but you know, you might as well say it while yeah, you can. But, well, yeah. And you work really, really hard for those big deals. Yeah. I mean, enterprise deals as a first... Um, as a first, uh, as a startup are really, really hard. Yeah. So you were doing about $15,000 a month, exactly a year ago now doing about 80, 90,000 a month. Yeah. It's, it's like close to that. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Okay. Um, and these two sales reps, uh, so, I mean, these are obviously long sales cycles. How do you set up your sales uh, process, uh, considering there's, you know, three customers, but two sales reps? What do you mean? Like what's the structure of it? Yeah. Like in other words, you know, you have, you onboard these sales reps and you have to give them things like a quota target, right. And a, and a commission structure and all that. I mean, how do you structure that? I mean, they really have to only close two or three deals a year to make it worth it. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, I think for us, um, actually, you know, uh, well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good question. We don't release a lot of what our, um, comp plans would be externally though. I mean, just to, to answer that question. Well, well, just to be clear, my question is more like you you don't have a ton of customers. So those two sales reps haven't closed a ton of deals. The max they could have closed is three. So I'm just trying to understand what you have to put a stake in the ground and you make a sales hire, right? Because they have to kind of know what they think they could earn at full on target earnings. If they hit their quota, I'm just trying to understand the general structure. Is it a, is it a, are you feeding them the leads? Are they hunting for their own leads? Is it three deals a year Two? Yeah, we feed them. We feed them leads. Okay. And do you yeah, help them? Yeah, because we know we. Yeah, go ahead. And what's your thesis? I mean, do you expect them on full ramp to be closing two, three hundred thousand annual deals a year, or four or ten? Yeah, two to three. Two to three. Yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't close. I mean, it's just too big to try and close that many in a year. Yeah, and it's too early to talk about kind of churn and, and expansion revenue. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What about, I mean, so these first couple customers, obviously you've done a great job with your own personal brand. Are you able to mm-hmm. back into any kind of fully weighted CAC on these accounts or no, it's, it's too variable. It's unknown. Yeah. It's the, yeah. The sample size is too small to actually be able to quantify that with any, uh, confidence, like yeah. with any, you know, it's just too small. Now have you bootstrapped the company or did you decide to raise? No, we raised, uh, how much total that we haven't released publicly. Oh, but well. I will tell you, it's, um, uh, uh it's, um, in, in the seven figures. Uh, okay. Um, wh- was it an equity round or note equity? Okay. Well, I mean, we can look that up, right? You have to, that obviously gets filed with the sec. Some, uh, I don't think all of it does. I mean, yes, it does. If it's equity, it, it has filed, to be. But I think, well, equity, it does, but we did an equity and a note. Um, but the way that we, uh, structured the note, there's a, a cap on it. And anyway, That's we didn't fine. raise up to that cap, but anyway, okay, I just want to get a general idea. We don't have to be specific, but generally speaking, it sounds like you raised costs, you know, something less than $2 million. Right. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, and was that recent or are you planning on raising again here soon? We're raising now. Okay. And why is now the right time to raise? Because, um, we have enough, uh, we have enough traction in terms of enterprise customers and deal size to make that make sense. Right. Yeah. So we raise our first round pre-revenue and now we're revenue. So it makes sense for us to raise our next round. And how do you think about how much to raise now? What do you want to target? Um, we're, uh, you know, we'd like to, um, raise, you know, two to three times what we raised in our first round in our first raise. Okay. So was that like four to 6 million bucks, something like that? Something like that. Okay. And where would you, I mean, obviously you're, that's, it's going to hit you in terms of dilution, right? So you have to be careful about how much you raise. Why do you need that much money? 
Uh, why do we? Do? So you know, we are actually working on. We'd like to build out the sales team. That's the number one thing that we'd like to do, um, and then um, continue to work on marketing. Right. So my brand is very strong, and we'd like to continue to build the pipeline brand as a sort of product marketing coming up underneath that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the, it sounds like you're a very good communicator with how many impressions your writing has gotten. So, I mean, that would be key, obviously, in taking in terms of getting, you know, if you're at a million dollar run rate right now, you're trying to raise four to 6 million and only sell 10 or, you know, 20%. I mean, you've got to basically figure out how to get like a 30, 40 X, uh, kind mm -hmm. of mul multiple on your current revenue. You think you can convince investors to get you there? Yeah, I think we'll see. <laughs> I think we, we have a pretty good sales pipeline and we got some good metrics. So yeah. Very good. All right. Um, good stuff. So looking to raise right now. And now are, have you gotten the business back to profitability? Or are you still burning from your first round? Oh, we're still burning. Okay. And how do you think about, I mean, everyone has a different threshold in terms of what they're comfortable in terms of sleeping with at night relative, you know, their burn relative to their revenue. I mean, are you cool burning a hundred grand a month or is that too much? We burn less than that. Okay. Will you want to get to break even before you go raise the next round just for more leverage or no? No. Okay. So you're cool burning and still going into the next raise with burn. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Very cool. Who, who do you compete most directly with? Would you say? Internal analytics teams. <laughs> There's, That's such a diplomatic I, uh, answer. <laughs> well, because it's actually true because there are a number of um, point solutions in what we, in, in the uh, diversity and inclusion tech space. But when you really look at what pipeline does, which is across all the five key talent decisions that you make, uh, we mostly actually, it's true. We actually mostly in, uh, compete internally. That is to say, um, to help them understand the difference between, um, look back analytics and a look forward recommendations engine. That's actually informing the decisions that they make. Okay. Kodika, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, probably Blue Ocean. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Um, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I you know, there's a few like Indra Nuyi. She's no longer a CEO, but she was for a long time. Mary Pepsi. Barra is another one. Yeah, Pepsi. Uh, Mary Barra at GM because she's one of the only one of only two female CEOs in the Fortune 500 that also has a majority female board. Um, so she's one that I'm following as well. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building a company? Slack. <laughs> Number four, how many hours of sleep <laughs> do you get every night? Five hours. And that's not a lot. That's not healthy. <laughs> I track my sleep. I'm actually one of those people that can actually get by on five hours. Really? That's incredible. Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single kiddos? Um, I'm married. Uh, I, uh, I've been married for like 14 years and I have two kids. They're eight and 12. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. You have your hands full. Okay. And do you mind me asking how old you are? Well, I have a stay at I have a stay at home husband. That's amazing. My husband is, has been a stay at home dad for eleven years, so he is incredible. So I love that. We do, you, do this together. I mean, mind, he's not part of pipeline, but anyway, he makes it possible. Do you mind um, me asking how old I, you are? Forty five. Forty five. Okay, so last question. Take us back to your twenty year old self. What's something you wish that she knew? I wish that my twenty year old self knew that she was more powerful than she thought she was, and that her voice mattered. 
Guys, there you have it. Pipeline equity, making gender equity possible. Uh, launched just about, call it 12, 18 months ago, doing about $15,000 a month a year ago, now up to about $80,000 a month, about to break that million dollar kind of run rate threshold. They've raised, call it less than $2 million to date, but hoping to go out and do a raise here shortly between four and $6 million to continue to drive growth, really to hire more salespeople and spend and do some marketing tests. Currently burning, uh, call it less than $100,000 per month. Team size 20 folks, 10 engineers, two quota carrying sales reps as Kataka looks to scale. Ikataka, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you.